Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. And today I'm going to be answering a very popular and important question. And that is, why am I not losing weight despite being in a calorie deficit? Now, I know if you are anything like me when I first started my fitness journey, you maybe have been really precise with your food and you feel like you're eating so little but your weight isn't changing, the number on the scale isn't changing, you feel like you're not progressing, and you're like, why is this happening? So in this episode, we're basically going to get straight to it. I'm going to keep it fairly short and sweet and just deliver you guys the goods. I'm going to be giving you three different reasons that you might not be losing weight despite being in a calorie deficit. So first off, it is important to kind of understand at least how thermodynamics work, kind of what a calorie deficit is. There is really so much to this, you guys. So I'm going to simplify the hell out of this. But again, I might do a full episode on this because there's really so much to talk about. If you guys listen to this one, you get value and you're like, I want more, listen to the episode called How to Eat for Weight Loss Without Wrecking Your Metabolism because that one dives a lot deeper than we're going today. So first off, in order to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit, meaning you need to be consuming less calories than you're burning or burning more calories than you're consuming, essentially. There are a ton of different ways to do this. But the most important thing to note is that you can lose weight without working out. Yes, it's possible. Absolutely. You can lose weight just through nutrition. And that's why nutrition is so important. But what's even more important than nutrition is your mindset about your nutrition and your perspective about food in general. However, when it comes to the calories that you're eating, it's important that you're eating the correct amount of calories from each macronutrient. Now, that's not particularly one of the reasons that I'm going to be explaining today, but it's important to just have this little bit of knowledge and awareness before I break down these three reasons. Because yes, a calorie is a calorie. Yes, yes, yes. But where those calories come from in terms of food choices, it does matter when it comes to your body composition, meaning your fat mass to your lean body mass. Because the goal with our clients at Cut and Conquer is not just to lose weight. It's not just to see the scale go down. Because you guys, just seeing the number on the scale going down is really easy. You don't need a trainer. You don't need anything. Just stop eating and start running. It'll go down. Will it go back up? Yep. It's going to go back up even crazier and you're going to have a rebound. But if you just want to lose weight, just starve and work and run. Yep. It's really that simple. I don't recommend that. In fact, I really do not advocate for that. What is important is making sure you're losing the right kind of weight the right way so that you look the way you want to look, you feel the way you want to feel, and you can maintain it. All right? So it's not just about calories in, calories out. It's about where those calories are coming from and the ratio of those calories. So the amount of protein to the amount of carbs to the amount of fats that you're eating, as well as your fiber content, meaning the amount of vegetables that you're eating. And yes, you kind of can eat too 
much veggies. It's going to be person dependent, but a lot of people can actually get gastric issues from too many vegetables or raw vegetables or certain types of vegetables. So it's really important to be mindful about food choices as per each individual. But before I get too much down that rabbit hole, let's move into reason number one that you might not be losing weight despite being in a deficit. And that is that you are human, okay? Even if you are in a deficit and you are losing fat, okay, your weight can spike, okay? Your weight can go up. Even if you are doing everything right, you have a coach, you're following the plan, you're being intentional, you have a strategy, you're being consistent with it, there will be times in your fat loss journey that your weight will still go up. And that's normal. You're a human. Your weight is going to fluctuate. So of course, it's going to fluctuate on a daily basis. It's usually going to be lighter in the morning, heavier in the day because you've been going through the day. You've been eating food. You've been moving, likely working out. Hormones are changing. You're typically going to be heavier in the evening. Now, in addition to that, there are so many variables that can change your weight. And again, this is why the scale can be misleading because if you weigh yourself every single day, you will notice that it changes from day to day. And if you are someone who only weighs yourself, let's say once a week, and you just happen to weigh yourself on the heaviest day of the week, you can totally get in your head and screw up your own progress because you happen to weigh yourself on a day that your body is holding a little bit more water, right? And that's why it's so important to not look at the scale as a determined, sorry, determinant of progress or success and just as a tool and to look at the trend over time, okay? Because the amount of food volume that you eat... So again, some of our clients, when they join Cut and Conquer, what's very common is you'll see a little spike in your weight the first... It's usually... It happens one of two ways. Either you see a little spike in your weight the first one to two weeks, or you see a pretty quick drop in your weight the first one to two weeks. It depends on the individual and the history coming into the program. But sometimes when you actually start eating the right foods, the higher volume foods with the good nutrients that your body needs, it's more food volume that you're, than you're used to. So having the actual food in your stomach is going to weigh more. Like let's just say you ate... This is a silly comparison, but this is just for an example. You can eat a lot of broccoli, like pounds of it. For the same amount, you could eat like half a donut, right? Half a donut weighs a lot less than like two pounds of broccoli. You know what I mean? So it's just like to give an example of what I'm explaining, the food volume. Inflammation. Inflammation is huge. Most people are full of inflammation. Again, inflammation can be a good thing in certain dosages. Like when you train, your muscles are going to get inflamed and that's going to cause water retention. So again, if you are someone who is inflamed, whether from an injury, from stress, from under like lack of recovery, from just training really hard or training legs, you're probably going to have a bit of inflammation and you're going to be holding a bit of water, okay? Sleep. Sleep is going to be huge. Not sleeping enough is going to um, screw with your hormones. It's going to... Also, it can cause inflammation in the body. And as a result, you'll see your weight go up. You know, when you have like a really bad sleep and then you, you wake up, you just feel like heavier. So again, there's things like that that are absolutely going to affect your, your weight, the actual weight on the scale. Also, inconsistent water intake, inconsistent sodium intake, and inconsistent carbohydrate intake are also going to make your weight fluctuate more than it needs to. And that's why, like at Cut and Conquer, we drive home consistency with nutrition. Because again, I, I tell a lot of people who aren't my client, like consistency is can be a killer if you're being consistent with the wrong things. But once you're consistent with the right things, it gets so much easier to see progress and easier to coach you. Because 
if you're consistent with hitting your carbohydrate intake every day, your weight is going to stabilize a lot easier than if you are someone who's eating a lot of carbs, less carbs, not hitting your carbs, hitting your carbs, not doing it, kind of doing it, doing it a little bit, doing it more, doing it less. Because carbs are going to pull water into your body, which is normal. It's fine. It's great. It doesn't matter. That's why when you do keto, you drop 20 pounds. It's all water and then you gain it all back. It's like, it's not all water, I shouldn't say, but a lot of it is water because when you cut your carbs, you cut the water, the water weight, right? But that's also why you usually look worse on keto. Like, do you have you? No bodybuilder does keto. No body, I don't know a bodybuilder that does keto because you can't. Like, you need carbohydrates to manipulate them to have your body look good, to have your muscles look full and have energy to train properly, to build muscle for a good body composition. That's why keto is is not ideal for fat loss. Can keto work in terms of weight loss? Yes, it can. It totally can. Is it recommended and sustainable for most people? No, it's not. So if you're trying to do keto or any what we might call fad diet, you have to ask yourself why. If you're doing it to lose weight or look better or change your body composition, that's a bad plan because you don't need it. Including carbs is way more powerful than cutting them when it comes to long-term body composition progress. If you're doing keto because you love keto and you love eating that way, that's going to be a lot better for you and a lot more sustainable because you don't like carbs anyways. But I don't know many people that don't like carbs. And even like a lower carb diet would be a lot more sustainable. Another thing is you guys... People say they're doing keto and they're not doing keto. Keto is actually like very low protein, very low carb, and very, very high fat. So a lot of people who say they're doing keto are actually doing like a low carb, high protein diet, okay? Because a real true keto diet is very low protein. And that's why, again, bodybuilders don't do keto because you need protein to build muscle. You need protein to recover muscle. You need protein for your body to like build things properly. And in a keto, a true keto diet, you're only eating like like less than 20% of your of your food, of your calorie intake is coming from protein, which is very, very low. So reason number one that you might not be losing weight in a deficit is because you're human and you're weighing yourself on the day of the week where your body weight just happens to be high and it's not actually a good measure. So again, as much as the scale doesn't matter, in my opinion, the best way to do it is weigh yourself every single day and then take the average from the week. Okay, because that's going to give you a better, more accurate trend over time. And you don't want to look at the scale at what like as one week, right? We want to look at it over a month, over two months, over three months and look at that trend because again, if you have a really stressful week, your weight just might be elevated. You can still be losing fat, but because you're holding water, it's not going to look like the scale is changing. Does that make sense, you guys? Hopefully that makes sense. All right. Reason number two. Reason number two, you might not be losing weight despite being in a deficit is you are not actually in a deficit. Okay, If you are being meticulous AF with your food intake consistently, and you're not losing weight, and you're consistent with it, and you're tracking the trend over time, and you're still not losing weight, and you're not really seeing changes in your body composition, meaning like your photos don't look that different, and you're taking photos, and your clothes aren't really fitting different, then highly likely you're not actually in a deficit. And that can be because your deficit was either calculated wrong, which it could be the case if you used a online calculator, which we talk about a lot. Please don't use those. They take a snapshot. They take a snapshot of some basic stats that you enter based on an ideal circumstance of someone average in those body stats with that goal. You are may not be the average, right? 
you might be completely different. You might be someone who struggled with yo-yo dieting, with binge eating. Maybe you are way overeating, way under eating, doing both of them at the same time. And that needs to be taken into consideration when someone is calculating your maintenance calories and your deficit from there or a surplus for you. So your deficit could be calculated wrong. Maybe those numbers aren't actually correct. However, what's equally as likely, if not more likely, is that you are actually eating more than you think. <laughs> more than you think. Now, this is the this is the brutal but also cool part about nutrition, and particularly around like tracking macros, is that like everything is an average. So it's even if you are so precise with your food measurements, it's still based on averages. So one apple is going to be very different from apple to apple to type of apple to ripeness of apple. There, there's going to be a difference in those calories, right? One piece of chicken, even if you weighed 100 grams of chicken breast, that chicken might be a little more protein dense than the other chicken over there, right? And then if you're entering it into like my fitness pal, for example, there can be discrepancies because the chicken breast that you hit on your phone that you tap on to enter might be actually slightly different than the chicken breast that you're actually eating. And there can also be discrepancies in my fitness pal. So you always want to go for the ones typically with the green check mark or barcode scanned in, or like we do at our with our clients at Cut and Conquer is we actually have like a guide specifically with our food so that we know that the clients are hitting the averages based on the Cut and Conquer guidelines so that um, there's no or fewer discrepancies, I should say. On top of that, you guys, like if you're not accounting for your sauces, your seasonings, your vegetables, like those things do matter. Are they game changing, break, make and break progress? Like, no, because like, I don't know, a cucumber hardly has any calories in there. Like, you eat an extra cucumber, it's not going to change whether you lost a pound or gained a pound that week. Like, it's, it's not gonna have that big of a difference. You add a teaspoon of 1% milk to your coffee, it's not gonna make or break your weight loss that week. But if you're doing, three of those things at every meal, every day for the, the whole week, at the end of the week, it adds up, right? If you're adding 25 calories to five meals a day, you're going to be at 125 extra calories that day, times that by seven, and you get 875 extra calories at the end of the week. Now, let me just calculate this. Times that 875 by four weeks in the month, and you get 3,500, which is a pound. That those little tiny extras that's like oh, only 25 calories, only 25 calories, that's an extra pound you would have gained or lost or not at the end of the month, right? So it does add up. Now I'm not trying to like, like push restrictive craziness. I'm just giving you guys and explaining the facts of why you may or may not be losing weight when you think you're in a deficit. At the end of the day, like it does matter. It it does make a difference. And for me to say that it doesn't is it's not really true. And it's not that it's your fault or that you're trying to mess up. It's simply that you're not aware of it or you don't know. There's a lot of hidden calories and things. Even your cooking method. Like if you're putting olive oil in your pan and you're not accounting for that, of course your food's absorbing it. How are you cooking your food? Because if you are cooking chicken in a slow cooker with like water and broth, it's going to be a lot heavier than if you are cooking that chicken in an air fryer because an air fryer actually dehydrates the food. If you're cooking your chicken in a pan or barbecue, again, it's going to be different than if you cooked it in an air fryer versus if you like slow cooked it in, in like water, or like poached it kind of thing. So how you weigh your food and how you cook your food, like how you weigh, meaning like, do you weigh it dry? Do you weigh it 
cooked, you wait after it's cooked or before it's cooked, sorry, raw. Again, it makes a difference. And then how are you tracking that, right? So we do have clients at Cut & Conquer who do flexible dieting. They're super successful. We have clients who do meal plans, super successful. Again, it's all about like taking the averages and being consistent with that with your nutrition strategy over time. Because as just explained, it's impossible, like literally impossible to be perfect because there's always going to be a margin of error with the, the calories or the nutrition labels. On top of that, like companies can be up to 20% off with their nutrition label, which is fair enough because they're mass producing these things. They don't know if the exact amount is going into that package. But again, that's another like 20% margin of error on top of the already like error that it probably is just for being a different brand of food. So that is number two. The second reason is that you're not actually in a deficit. And again, that's not your fault. It's just important to be aware of that. Number three. Number three is that you are not in a deficit anymore. Okay. So reason number one was that you're human and your weight will and can fluctuate due to many factors. Number two is that you're not actually in a deficit. And number three is that you are not in a calorie deficit anymore. So this will often happen when you are following your calorie and macro intake, you're progressing, you're seeing weight loss, you're seeing body composition changes, and then you're not. And then you're not. And then you're not. And it's like, I'm still doing the same thing. I'm not seeing the results. Because your metabolism can downregulate. It's not going to downregulate by a zillion calories that quickly, right? What you'll, when you'll see this, the most prevalent is like with competitors, bodybuilders, is if you could eat, and I'm just making these numbers up, you guys, 3,000 calories and maintain your weight at 150 pounds. And then you diet down for a show and you're eating like 1,200 calories before your show and you're weighing like 115 pounds. And then you think like, oh, okay, like now I'll just go back to eating normal again. Your metabolism will be downregulated quite a bit because you were losing, you were like maintaining your weight at 1,200 calories as opposed to 3,000 calories. So you need to gradually reverse diet yourself back to a healthy amount of calories so that you don't pack on a lot of fat. Now, that's the extreme end of that spectrum. Most people do not do that to themselves. That's why bodybuilding is a very extreme sport. But this still happens with typical lifestyle clients. I see it. And we have to make sure we are taking that into consideration. So a few strategies you can use. And again, the reason this happens is because as you are losing weight, your body is getting smaller, your metabolism is changing, your body is very smart, and your body doesn't really like losing weight. Okay, So it's going to do everything it can to stabilize. So your body, your body is kind of like fighting you when you're trying to lose weight. Unfortunately, that's the fact. And you have to play the cards you're dealt and be smart about it. That's why when you slash the hell out of your calories and you're like, I'm going to eat a thousand calories, your metabolism is going to downregulate faster than it would if you only cut it by a couple. And then you're going to hit that plateau even sooner. So that's why it's so important to have a proper nutrition strategy with different tools in place to not have your metabolism like crash. So, and, and when that happens sometimes, again, not all of us have a really strong willpower around food. And when that happens, again, sometimes it's easier to just be like, oh, it's not working. I'm just going to like get complacent, right? So that's another reason why you might feel like you're in a deficit, but you're not. is because once you've been dieting for a few weeks, few months, you get complacent. It's like, oh, I'll just have a bite of this. I'll just have a bite of that. And it feels like you're being consistent, but you're really not. And you're not eating the same amount as you were two months ago because now you're kind of like bored of it a little bit. That's how humans work. 
So as you diet, as you lose weight, as you lose fat, your metabolism slows down a little bit, but there's things you can do to kind of spike it a little bit again and get it moving. One of those, of course, being a reverse diet, which can last anywhere from like four to even like 20 weeks. It really depends on the person, depends on your goals, what your body needs. And reverse dieting is basically gradually increasing your calories in an educated manner to bring your metabolism back up to a normal place so that you can eat a good amount of food and not gain weight. Because if you just bump your calories like crazy from a dieting amount of calories, you will gain fat back. Another thing you can do is like a diet break where you kind of temporarily increase your calories for a shorter amount of time. Usually a diet break will be anywhere between like one to four weeks max. Like it's usually a short, shorter period, like one to two weeks. I've I've never really done one for more than two and a half-ish weeks with a client. I've heard of people doing it longer, but again, it's usually like a one to two week thing where we temporarily bump your calories. And usually during that time, we'll also decrease, decrease, not cut like your cardio and or reduce your training intensity a little bit. It's kind of like a little mini recovery session because being in a deficit is a stress on your body. So we want to remove that stress. So your hormones kind of regulate, your recovery improves. And then when we cut the calories again, you have more energy, your hormones are more satisfied, like in terms of hunger hormones. Um, You're not going to be getting like the cravings that you might've been getting. And you're in a kind of like a more regulated space to be able to push hard in the gym again. But again, you have to have a coach guiding you through that because it's very challenging to be objective towards yourself and know when to implement these things and when to cut them. So you can do like a diet break. You can also do a refeed meal or refeed day. It's very important that you do the right one for you and your goals. I don't usually do refeed meals with clients who have ever had a past eating disorder or struggled with binge eating because it can be very triggering. I personally actually like doing refeed meals despite having struggled with binge eating, but that's not usually the case. And that wouldn't have worked for me when I was like fresher to having those binging issues. But refeed days are very useful. I use it quite often with my more advanced clients. A lot of the the ladies in Shred will will likely be introducing refeed days later into the the end of the program. And again, it just it's it temporarily increases your leptin. It keeps you feeling more full, and it, it bumps your metabolism just the slightest bit, so that you have your body's more okay with like burning through those calories. You got to think of your body kind of like a bank account. If you have that steady inflow of money coming in your bank account, you're like, okay, I can spend money. Good. I got the steady inflow, influx. But then when you cut those calories and then gradually reduce, 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 you have to reduce the spending, reduce the spending, reduce the spending because you don't have as much coming in. But then if you get another like $100,000 check, you're going to be like, okay, sick. I'm going to spend some more. Your body does the same thing. Not exactly, but... And I don't want to... It's not like a cheat code. It's not like, oh my God, do a refeed day and everything's going to be great. It has to be done right. And you have to actually, your body has to kind of need it if you just crash diet and then be like, oh, I'm going to refeed. Like it just doesn't work like that, you guys. I wish it did. It doesn't. So again, the third reason why you might not be losing weight in a deficit is because it's not a deficit for you anymore. Your body, your metabolism downregulated a little bit. And now you're either going to have to cut your calories down a little bit or boost the amount that you are, your output, or you can add some of those tools and strategies in to kind of give your metabolism that little bit of a bump. So hopefully, guys, that was helpful. The one thing I will say is that weight loss really isn't that hard, you guys. Building muscle is a whole different story. There's a lot more to building muscle than to actually losing fat and losing weight. So hopefully, this provided you guys a little bit of a little bit of the, the evidence and science without being too sciencey to help you understand a little more about a calorie deficit and weight loss when it comes to nutrition overall. If you got value, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Nifina, let me know that you're listening and I'll see you guys in the next episode. 
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life. 